0: You're listening to Hashtag No filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you in trouble. though. Oh, you? yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And right. that's your chronic state. That's <laughs> 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. What's up? Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in, everybody. Who's ready to get it, get it, get it out? And throw them hips, girl. Bum 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 bump bum bump bum. Bump, bump bump. I have my my Emily D Baker Gavel is ready. It doesn't say Emily D. Baker on. I feel like it should say that, but I have my Emily D. Baker gavel ready. <laughs> Let me know where you're watching in from. I want to give you a shout out. Hopefully you guys have had a great year. I've spent such a fun year with all of you guys. This is our last live and our last new episode of 2022. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're getting a rebroadcast from our Thursday night live. We're live on the YouTube and we're live on the Instagram Uh, I can't believe things have come out today. Love you, Zach. Um, Oh, actually, things didn't come out today. Things came out last week. Nobody's reporting on them. Nobody's covering them. I would have covered it sooner had it not been like Christmas and like Jesus is the reason for the season. And I was trying to keep the Christ in Christmas and spend time with my family and all of that good stuff. Hi Jenny. Hi Renee. Hi Val. Hi Lauren. Hi Renee from San Francisco. Hi Dora from ooh from Canada, Victoria. We have Carmen from the UK. Maintenance chick from Virginia Beach. We have um who'd 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 risk from Ontario. Ooh, we have Julie from East LA. What's going on, girl? I'm from East LA. Hello everyone from Maryland. Hi Jesse from Maryland. Okay, we have FD from north of Atlanta. Your grandpa is adorable. Yes, he is adorable, Dynasty of Housewives. He is adorable. And Jen Shaw, you can't have him. You can't have him, Jen Shaw. Not today, Jen Shaw. Not today, Becky White. Because we know that's her alter ego on the telegram. Okay. Um, Where do we want to begin tonight, guys? So... The biggest question, I dropped a lot of receipts. I dropped a few of them on Twitter, and then I dropped a lot of them with, like, context and details because a lot of people are like, what does this mean? And does this actually mean what I think it means? And it doesn't mean what it thinks it means. And why are you coming for Coach Young? So I dropped more of the receipts that the government has released. I want to be clear. The government released all of this. So... In the government's 300 pages of evidence against Jen Shah, mind you, this evidence pack is solely on Jen Shah. It's all of the evidence they have against just Jen, not to mention all of the other 30 co-conspirators that are also involved in this, but this 300 pages is solely specific to Jennifer Shah. So in it, they have a series of emails and text messages. A few that I found particularly interesting Interesting, specifically in regards to Stuart Smith's testimony a few years ago, back in 2018, where he was questioned about his involvement in providing leads to some of these other co-conspirator fraudsters, as Jen Shaw referred to them in her 55-page brief a couple weeks ago. So, hi, MCAS. Welcome on in. Hair looking sleek, too. Thank you. This is like hair that needs to be washed um, because it's leftover Christmas hair that has not been watched. Um, But thank you for the the love and the appreciation. Um, Okay, so let's actually pull up some of these text messages. We'll go through a lot. We'll go through a lot of the bits, but I, I feel like the biggest one that everybody's caught up with right now is the or concerned about right now is the Coach Shaw, the ones regarding Coach Shaw, which are these right here. Okay, so we have, these are Jen Shaw's text messages to Stuart Smith from June 2018. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. If you're watching this on Instagram or you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't actually see it, but I'm gonna read them for you. I do have them pulled up on the YouTube live stream, but I will read them for you. That way you fill in the loop. They're also posted on the Instagram account at NoFillToItZacks. You can scroll through all of these. So first up, we have a text message from Jen Shaw to Stuart Smith. This is, so as we know, She began working um, for Thrive and the other company. Oh, my God. Why am I blanking with the company name? Anyway, she was working with the original two companies back in 2012. That's when she first started participating with some of these other fraudsters. And then eventually... The FTC, the FTC started to crack down on them in 2013, and then they started interviewing and arresting, or at least investigating and suing some of her co-conspirators, so, so some of the other people that were involved in this big scheme. Remember, it involved about 30 different people. So Jen Shaw was called in to testify for her involvement back in 2015. Stuart Smith was called in to testify for his involvement in the scheme in 2018. So these text messages that we have here Are Jen Shaw's text messages to Stuart from June of 2018 regarding him having to testify for their involvement in the business opportunity scheme? And it does reference Coach Shaw. And a lot of people are like, whoa, what does this actually mean? And does Coach Shaw know anything? So the first text message from Jen to Stuart says, I'm putting all the questions and answers in an Excel doc and I'll send it to you and you can practice today. I emailed that to you, save it on your laptop, and then delete the email. Your go-to answer is I don't know. Remember, I don't know is the best though because if you don't know, you don't know. Sharif will help us on any questions we're unsure of how to best answer or phrase it. I have a list to ask him. So here's the first time we're seeing Coach Shaw's only referenced twice in the messages throughout the 300 pages of evidence that the the government has on Jen Shaw. So here we see Jen Shaw. She's coaching Stewart on what to say in his testimony. And so they were questioning Stewart based off of what his relationship was with um, was it Red Learning, I believe was the name of the company. That was the company that Jen Shaw and Stuart were running. So their involvement with that company in regards to one of the other co-conspirators is, I guess, the, the term that they're using. But so they had multiple different people running multiple different companies. And so Jen and Stuart were providing leads. They were basically taking old people's personal information and then selling it to other companies to then sell them fake business opportunities or bogus products. And then not only were they getting paid to turn over those leads, but they were also getting kickbacks and commissions from any of the services and sales that were being sold through these other third parties. So the interesting part is we see Jen offering up Coach Shaw Sharif Sharif Shah and his legal advice to help them out too. Sharif will help us out on any questions we're unsure of how to best answer or phrase. I have a list to ask about. So this following the whole Q&A document that she emailed Stuart where she writes, your go-to is I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know is the best answer though because if you don't know, you don't know. She adds, I'm putting all the questions and answers in an Excel doc and I'll send it to you and you can practice today. I emailed that to you, save it on your laptop and delete it and delete the email. So here she's telling him, this is one of the many instances where we at, we see her asking people to delete documents, to remove computers, to basically delete evidence is what we're seeing. Discard the evidence, that way it can't be traced back to us. That way people don't see that we're in communication and people don't see that you were practicing you know, what your answers should be so that you don't incriminate yourself. So the fact that Sharif is referenced in regards to their testimonies says that he was well aware of what they were up to and was coaching them on how to navigate questioning. Does this mean that he was involved? Not necessarily. Does this mean that he's culpable for the telemarketing scheme? Not necessarily. Does this mean that, you know, to me, all this says is that He was aware that Jen's business practices were, as Heather Gay described it, unsavory but he at least knew what the business was and he at least from my interpretation of this and I'm curious to know what your guys thoughts are as well but if he's coaching them on what to answer and I didn't pull up the actual document because it's like a, a three-page document and all the questions are like what's your name what was your prior job history what did you do did you work for Red Learning what was your involvement in Red Learning do you know Jennifer Shaw did Jennifer Shaw work at Red Learning do you know this person did this person what was their role and what was your role and blah 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 And there are a lot more text messages like these are just kind of the highlights of that text thread that I got. But I mean, there's a lot more where, you know, she talks about um, the scope of what they're allowed to ask him and how she's been researching all of this and how she's been following everybody else's cases and what's been happening with their testimonies after their arrests. So it's also interesting to note that this was back in 2018, the year before she joined Real Housewives. And there are messages that we'll get into from 2019 as well. But. Again, the fact that Sharif is referenced in here tells me that he wasn't fully naive to what was going on. He was at least in some case, in, to an extent, aware of what she was doing, of what she and Stuart were doing. And he was coaching them on how to not incriminate their, themselves. Yes, he is a lawyer. Yes, he does have a legal background. A lot of people are wondering if and why why he wasn't pulled in, why he wasn't arrested, and if he will be. It's unlikely at this point that Sharif's going to be pulled in. That may be part of the reason she decided to take a plea deal is maybe they were threatening to go after him too for his potential involvement. Maybe it was the fact that he is saying that he acted as their attorney. And if you're acting as someone's attorney, you do have attorney-client privilege, so he wouldn't be able to reveal any of the information. And he was technically doing a service to them, right? He was helping his client. An attorney can't go to prison for helping their client. So I don't know the details, and again, I think Jen Shaw was like the ringleader. She was the head of the pyramid. So ultimately, they're arresting all these people and taking us to that final destination. And we've already reached the final destination, right? We've already got Jen Shaw. She's already pled guilty. So at this point, there's no point in arresting or bringing anybody else in. Most of the co-conspirators, like, it's already all come down to the final domino. And the final domino was Jen Shaw. So I think anybody that was left on the outskirts it's not even worth going after them because Sharif wasn't involved in the telemarketing scheme directly. This just shows that he was at least in somewhat cahoots, or not cahoots, but he was at least aware. That's my interpretation. This doesn't tell me that he's guilty. This doesn't tell me that he's culpable. This tells me that he knows what was going on, and he was coaching them on how to not incriminate them, theirsel- themselves. So if you're trying to coach somebody on how to not incriminate themselves, they have to at some point, tell you all of the ways they can incriminate themselves. And you can, you know, help guide them as to make sure they don't end up locking themselves up in prison. Ultimately, we know how things turned out. Stuart and Jen are both going to prison. But that's as of 2022, going into as of 2023, actually. So now people are saying they're getting mad at me for bringing up Coach Shaw. And they're just like, oh, you're just coming after him because he's black and Erica's a white woman. And I want to be clear as well. I'm not coming at Coach Shaw. I'm The only reason I was even posting or sharing any of this information is because when I wanted to point out the hypocrisy of Housewives fans, I don't take any issue with Coach Shaw, to be honest with you. Maybe he knew, maybe he benefited, but the crime was the crime committed by his wife, and I think she's the one that needs to be held accountable. Same thing with Erica. Tom Girardi is the one that committed the crimes. The lawyers at at Girardi Keys are the ones that committed these crimes. Those are the ones that I feel like the accountability should be focused on, not necessarily all the people that benefited from it, right? My issue is we have clear evidence from the Feds filed in court and submitted to a judge that Coach Shaw had some awareness of Jen and Stu's investigation, and at least coached them on how to answer questions in a federal investigation, so he knew the risk of what Jen was doing. And my point is, the same heat people were giving Erica is nowhere as much heat as they're turning, you know, on Coach Shaw because right now everyone's kind of turning the other cheek. So Jen was arrested by the Feds. she's going to prison. Not only that, but she's maintained her innocence and made a mockery of this case, and her husband backed her. And not only that, but I haven't heard Coach Shaw acknowledge the victims, show any remorse, turn over any assets— Let's be clear, their assets were seized by the feds, but they didn't voluntarily turn over any assets. Um, no statement acknowledging the victims, no remorse. We saw them this season on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Jen's still going on lavish vacations. Um, they had a lavish party that Angie K threw for them on the show. They still decided to party it up. They had the option to maybe do something quiet, spend time with just the kids. That wasn't really something that they decided to do. But I mean, they're good at, I guess, conning people into... Pain for their lifestyle. But the fact that Coach Shaw hasn't received a fraction of the heat that people continue to give Erica is a little wild to me. But to be clear, I don't think Erica or Coach Shaw should receive any level of heat or that level of heat. Neither of them committed the crimes. The heat should be on Tom Girardi and his accomplices and Jen Shaw and her accomplices. That's where my anger is directed at. I'm just bringing up the Coach Shaw stuff because a lot of people are like, he didn't know, he probably, and I just feel like we're giving him a pass, and I'm just like, "Mm, why are we giving him a pass and beating up Erica? And people are like, well, Erica's on the show, and she's flaunting her wealth, and she's doing this, and she's doing that, and I'm like, I get that, but Coach Shaw isn't really doing any of the things that everybody's expecting of Erica, He hasn't cut back his lifestyle. He hasn't turned he hasn't voluntarily turned over any um, assets. We haven't seen him or Jen Shaw come forth with any restitution that they want to pay up up front. They have not shown any remorse for the victims. If anything, they've completely disregarded and ignored the victims. And anything Jen Shaw has said, it's all been about I need to take care of me and my family. They're the most important thing in all of this. And the government was very clear. They were like, listen, that's cute that you want to take care of your family. One, your co- your your husband, Coach Shah Sharif, he's in great health, so he doesn't really need you um, like to take care of him if you go to prison. Your two boys are grown. They're adults. One's off at medical school. The other one's going off to college. So they don't really need you. And you should have thought about them when you were out there committing these crimes. And they were also clear. Coach Shah makes a good salary. So there was no need. She wasn't in a... Position where she needed to provide for her family, so she needed to break the law. They're very clear that Coach Shaw made good money and there was no need for her to commit these crimes. They were solely committed out of greed. So, but for everyone upset with Erica's behavior, let me remind you, Coach Shaw has not done the same things that you expect of Erica. And Jen Shaw has actually been arrested in a federal crime. Um, Right. We have to be fair. Yes, you're right, Zach. Um I just hope justice is served for all the victims. Yes, I hope so too. So let's get into some of the other receipts that came out cuz they're a little incriminating. Um okay, what's this one here? Okay, so these are Jen's text messages from October 2017 when and this again, these are just fractions of the whole case against jen shaw these are just pieces some of the the biggest highlights that i caught in read. we're not going to break down all 300 pages but these are just some of the highlights so these text messages specifically were from jen shaw to her team in response to the clients requesting refunds once they realized oh this doesn't seem like a legit business opportunity this seems like a scheme i feel like i've been scanned i was conned i was lied to so now they're here asking for refunds. And so two of the biggest things that Jen and her team were always trying to combat were refunds, having to issue them to these people, and chargebacks. So when they were running up people's credit cards, they can, you can call your credit card company and be, and be like, hey, this is a fraudulent charge. I want the, the charge reversed. So Jen and her team would go to extreme lengths to make sure that they wouldn't get a charge back and that they wouldn't have to refund any of these customers. And so they would sweet talk them. So we have one text message here from Jen to her team, and it says, Do we need a refund this lady or is she done crying and are we ready to move forward? Reyes, are you losing your touch with the ladies? Ultimately, Reyes clarifies to Jen that he doesn't he didn't lose his touch with the ladies and he was able to get this woman to stay signed on for more. And as we know from the victim statements, and I know a lot of people have covered that extensively. That's why I haven't covered it as much, um, just because I know everybody else is talking about them. And we've covered it briefly in the past couple of episodes. But we know that like people have said that they were left homeless because they ran up a ton of debt. I mean, ranges from thirty to 40000 in credit card debt to a, over 100000 that they were scamming people out of. It's really wild to me. It really is. Um, okay, then we have more text messages. These are Jen's text messages to Stuart Smith regarding their operations in Kosovo. They were moving things over to Kosovo to minimize the risk. So this first one says, is from Jen to Stuart. It says, So I flew to Palm Springs this morning to meet with a guy and a few, and flew back. He will let us use his company in Cyprus to set up international. They have a 12,000 square foot facility in Cyprus and Kosovo. Yeah, we have to do it and minimize the risk. Then we can run this for a long time. Now, in these text messages, Coach Shaw is also referenced. Um, He's referenced just in regard to her saying, yeah, I just got back from Palm Springs. I talked to this guy. I, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to Coach. Or to Sharif. So it's unclear what she wanted to discuss with him, but he is referenced. And those are the only two times throughout this 300 page packet of, of exhibits of evidence that they have against Jen. Those are the only two times coaches ever referenced was about switching things over from Kosovo, but it's unclear of what his involvement was there. And then in his coaching and guidance or seemingly legal advice and guidance for Stuart Smith when he was having to testify back in 2018. So here we, we do see, though, her admitting to wanting to move operations over to Kosovo, not just because the weather is better, but because we're trying to minimize risk and because we want to make sure that we can run this for a very long time. So she wanted to keep the scheme going as long as she possibly could, and that's why she was going through all of these great lengths to make sure that they could keep off of the FTC's trail because the FTC began investigating all of this back in 2013. And so they were coming after all these other players, and so Jen Shaw and Stuart Smith, every time the FTC would get too close, they would start opening shell companies. They would start moving money around. They would open up new bank accounts. They would open up their accounts over in Kosovo. They switched... um, Their communication over. Let's see, is that the next one? Um, Where's Kosovo? I mean, the Telegram. Okay, so here's another set of text messages from 2018 and 2019. And these text messages show, uh, are regarding deleting evidence and moving communication over to Telegram where she was Becky White, which is, for those that aren't familiar with Telegram, it's an encrypted messaging app, so their messages couldn't be tracked and ultimately i don't believe we have any of the telegram messages these are only the text messages and emails so the first one comes from jen to stewart and she says conan better get his conan better get his ass to the office and excuse me conan better get his ass to the office and take the fucking computers out of there less risk and less information at the office and then Later in 2018, she says, I told Conan to delete the sales group in Viber that he set up, delete the sales scripts from the Google Drives. I told Crystal, download Telegram, and we'll have all the reps download Telegram as well. That way, we can have everyone delete their Viber accounts. So she knows at this point that the FTC is cracking down on her, and she knows that Viber can be tracked and they can pull. The messages from Viber. So instead of keeping them on Viber, I'm going to go under a fake name named Betty Becky White, and we're going to move things over to Telegram so that they can't trace our communications. And should things ever go south, they can't pull up any of our messages. Again, like she's just, I mean, cuckoo magoo is really the best way to put it. Um, and then here are more text messages about the victims. So these are Jen and her team's text messages regarding harassing some of the customers. Many of them, as we know, were, old, were elderly. They were sickly. Um, and this is in reference to them trying to avoid the, the chargebacks for fraudulent charges that were made on their credit cards. So we have one from 2018 from Caroline. And this is from Caroline to Jen. And she says, we've been calling him every day with no answer. He is really sick and 85. So this text text message was used to support the point that the government was trying to make that Jen and her team would harass these elderly people. And we see that in a lot of the victim statements, that they were like, they would call me nonstop, they would call me from different lines, they would call me from different companies, and they were just always trying to get me to sign up for more and give them more and more money. So here we see Caroline, and she's trying to get a hold of this guy who she acknowledges is really sick and 85 years old. Why does an 85-year-old man need to be opening up a business and a website to make money from home? It's insane to me that they were picking on a sick 85-year-old man. I've been calling him every day with no answer. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he doesn't want to talk to you. Maybe he's over you. He's clearly ghosting you, Caroline, so get a life. Then we have another message. And this is from Jen to Stuart, Nick, and Reyes. Reyes is the one, remember, Reyes is the one that helped. I guess it looks like he was handling a lot more of the customer service stuff. He was the one that helped the lady that was crying that wanted a refund. That Jen's like, can we get her to stop crying and just get her to keep giving us money? So this is a message from Jen to the team. And she says, if she isn't in love with you, or if she is in love with you, then you better make sure she knows then you better make sure she loves you for at least 16 weeks so that she doesn't charge back, LOL. I don't know if that's a credit card policy where after six weeks you can't charge back. I believe you still can depending on the, the policy of your credit card company. But here she's saying 16 weeks, you have to keep her, you have to keep sweet talking her and make sure, you know, she still thinks you've got her back. That way she doesn't tell her credit card company that this is a fraudulent charge and that we're scamming her. And then we don't get that charge back. Then we have another one from May of 2018. And she says, the reason I'm so effing pissed is because of this slimy piece of shit customer recorded our sales pitch. And this was when um, they were worried that if the sales pitch got out, that it would look bad for them. This is why she had Stewart delete the sales script from the computers or from the Google Drive and it removed the lap the computers from the office. That way, you know, if the feds ever do come at some point, they won't find the computers and they can't seize them from the office because they don't exist at the office. And technically, they might not be able. I'm not. I'm kind of just going based off of my own guess here, but I'm pretty sure. If they have a warrant to raid the office, the office is different from your personal home address because your personal home address is your personal space, not an office space. So if they're investigating the business, then I would imagine it'd be easier for them to go into the offices or at least to go to the offices first and raid all of that. And then you know, oh shit, the computer's at my house. It's, you know, it's on my home, my desk at home, or it's, you know, under my bed hiding. I don't know where it's at, but then you at least get a bit of a heads up and you can say, Oh, Hey coach. i call me and tell me you have anal bleeding and you need my help. You need me to go visit you at the hospital so I can get on and bounce and go on the run. So ooh, not great. So we have all of the telegram. We can see Becky white right there. It's truly, truly wild to me. Like insanity. I'm curious what you guys think. And about, um, how you feel about Coach Shaw's involvement in all of this. Dynasty of Housewives says, Damn, I feel so validated. I never liked Jen from season one. Her emotional maturity and volatile actions have always been a turnoff. Absolutely. Yikes, that's incriminating. Yep, a lot of this is incriminating. Hi, DC Babos. If Jen and Coach correctly reported their income, the ta- then tax fraud would be an option, even if the income she received was illegal. It only needs to be correctly reported. I don't believe that it was correctly reported because, remember, she was starting to have them give her payments in cash and not via direct deposit anymore. So I'm not sure how she reported that or if she was reporting all the cash that she was receiving. I would imagine not because why would you take your payments in cash? Um so I would imagine that there's a little, there's something a little shady going on there too. It's always hubris, self-centered behaviors, greed, and belief that they are better than others in these types of crimes. I agree, Aaron. Wow, Jen really was the mastermind. She really was. She was coaching everybody on what to do. She was following, and they have all the text messages and emails of her sending the press releases on other co-conspirators getting arrested and getting locked up, and then being like, oh my God, so-and-so just got arrested. Remember, so-and-so did not work for us. We don't know who so-and-so is. Oh my God, can you believe this person just got pulled in to testify, and he gave them my name and address? Like, who the hell does that? So it's... It's wild. You guys do recall the first time you saw Jen's assistant and their relationship. It was always quite, it was always such a bizarre pairing. I remember being, yeah, it was always weird. And she was feeding him a banana and she was like, just make me money, make me money, make me money. Beverly, hi, Zach, mods and chat. Thank you, Zach, for your deep explanation of this confusing subject. I mean, I've had fun learning all about it. I mean, it's awful what's happened to people, but I've enjoyed like going deep through all the documents and then sharing it with you guys and just knowing that you trust me to deliver this information. We use the park off Whitehurst and Chug National Lights before the football game. Oh, OK. Good for you, girl. Um, I'm part I'm on part three of season one reunion right now. I highly recommend watching season one. And two, with the current hindsight we have about Jen. It's so interesting, though, because a lot of this stuff was happening. Like, these text exchanges were happening in 2018 and 2019. Yet here we are with Jen joining the show in 2019. Like, it's it's wild to me. And then eventually, at some point, she was... Um, She started Shaw Lashes, her beauty lashes and her her skincare line. And she was like creating all these other companies because that was her pivot out of telemarketing because she knew. I mean, when you're on the run from the feds and the FTC since twenty thirteen, you know at some point you have to pivot and, and get out of this and try to find another viable, you know, sustainable source of income. Good morning from Scotland. Well, hello, Scotland. Thank you, Aaron. Yes, Aaron, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, on the YouTube, please click the like button and subscribe. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then be sure to leave a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching on the Instagram, badges are open, hearts are open, so you can send all the hearts and all the love. I love it. I love you guys. Okay, the New York Freds are not playing with all those receipts, yeah, they're not playing. They know exactly what they're talking about. Send go straight to jail. that's what I say. Wow, Jen is cruel. She deserves twenty years at least she won't get she will likely not get more than ten years. Her plea deal because remember she was. Uh, originally being investigated for conspiracy to commit wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering, she ended up taking a plea deal, which, again, may be possibly why Coach wasn't dragged into this. It's possible that they use that as a bargaining chip of, like, we will bring Coach into this if you want to drag this out and go to trial. So... But again, like, Heather Gay went on Watch What Happens Live saying that she knew Jen's business was unsavory. She just didn't know that it was illegal. That sounds pretty incriminating to me if Heather Gay had a deep understanding of what Jen was actually doing. It's, I mean, it's wild. It truly is wild. Um... Yes, Jen was the ringleader. The fact that Jen had no problem cashing out her mother's retirement to fight her innocence is pure evil. Not only that, Amber, Jen Shaw also, when she was having to, when she was accepting her payments in cash and having to uh, move the bank accounts over and kind of shuffle the money around, she also, um, opened up one of those bank accounts in her aunt's name because she didn't want her name on the bank account because if her name was on the bank account, that would be a flag to the FTC and to the feds, and she didn't want that, so she made sure she opened up that bank account in her auntie's name, her auntie, so she was, she had no regard for her family, for anybody around her, like, it was wild, hi, Elaine, what's going on, girl, welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in, I'm a passenger now, yay, hands are free, yay. It's wild. Um, Jen using her aunt to open up bank accounts. Well, it was a bank account, but it was a bank account that I believe was still active until she got arrested in 2021. So it was one of her primary bank accounts that she was still using up until she got arrested. And the feds are clear. She kept up the scheme until she got arrested. It, she didn't dip out of it years ago like she claimed in her brief. She dipped out when she ha- was forced out because she was arrested. But again, she also said she wasn't arrested. They just called her in to ask her a few questions. Okay. Her actions and her behavior are absolutely disgusting. And I loved your interviews with the white collar and that other guy. Yes. Um, Justin Paperni. I'm thinking of having him back on. Never go on national national nationally televised show if you are doing illegal things in your personal life, because crowd sleuthers will find you if the law doesn't. Yeah, my heart goes out to these people. It is awful. It really is. That bothers me the most. Her own mother? Nope, I know. The aunt with no legs. Oh, I forgot about the aunt with no legs. Oh, wouldn't that be crazy if this was the aunt with no legs that smells like hospital? Oh my God, that makes it even worse. I forgot about the aunt with no legs. That would make it 10 times worse if that was the aunt. Um, If she was fine using her mom's retirement money to fight A losing trial, she would not care to defraud the rest. I agree, Joe. I agree. Um, But I mean, come on. Mary was right. I mean, (laughs) Mary sent Jesus after her. Mary's like, not today, Jen Sean, not today. Jen is pathological. I wouldn't expect her to have any empathy whatsoever. I'm so excited to see all the regulars in here. We have Aaron D., we have Enda, we have Joe, we have Elaine. Norma's not here. We haven't seen Norma in a minute. Did Norma leave me? Did she break my, I'm only gonna break, break your, break, break your heart. I'm only gonna break, break your, break, break your heart. Maintenance check. Happy new year. My 2023 be good for all. Yes, may 2023 be good for all. Yes, may we all get money and get good money, clean money. We don't want fraudulent money, right? No more fraudulent nothing no more. We want abundance. We want love. We want to get laid. We want to have F-U-N, all the F-U-N. We love F-U-N, fun. For people that don't know what F-U-N means, F-U-N means fun. We want F-U-N. And we want to see Jen Shaw get locked up. That's definitely what we want. Thank you, maintenance chick. Um, The more info that's released, she has a criminal mind. The message – those these messages show that Jen has no soul, no moral compass, and no remorse. Lock her up. Yeah, I mean, given the fact that we have all of these text messages now, and she was saying, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. It was these other fraudsters and criminals that were doing it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, What? And the crazy part is nobody else was reporting on any of this. Like, this has been out for since before Christmas. It got filed on the 23rd. Okay, so at least a week. It's been out for a week. Wild. Wild. Nobody else is talking about this. Remember, everyone was reporting that Coach Shaw was asking the judge to give his wife less time. And we're like, oh, the husband wants to take care of his wife. And it's like, oh, well, the husband doesn't look like he was so unsavory himself. Mary did pray that Jen Shaw is guilty. That she did. And it came out just right. Ooh, let's see. We have a question on Instagram. Oh, we have a few questions. Um, culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes, we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes, all from the comfort of your couch, because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch, and it's windy out, and you forgot your jacket, and oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com, that's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Okay, ask me your questions. I'm sure she would already be diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder or a combination of disorders. That's the only way I can explain what she does. Seriously, at this point. It is the aunt with no legs. Pretty sure she died shortly after she was arrested. Oh, no. And we killed the aunt with no legs. My God, she just got the raw end of the deal all around. First, Jen drags her into the scheme and then, well, I don't know if she lost her legs before or after. But how do you take advantage of a lady with no legs? Like she can't even run from the police like Jen Shaw did. She has no legs. Why did Stewart testify in 2018? The investigations had been ongoing since 2013. Jen also testified and was questioned back in 2015. So they knew that the feds and the FTC were on their trail, which is why, again, they started opening shell companies, putting bank accounts in other people's names, um, sending things over to operations over to Kosovo. Did coach really have internal bleeding? Was it internal bleeding or anal bleeding? Like, did he just have hemorrhoids? Like, what was it? Did he lose his legs, too? <sighs> oh, my God. Ruthless and toothless. Um I don't know if he really had internal bleeding. It was anal bleeding, wasn't it? It was, I mean, yeah. Justice for the pretty mess. I mean, listen, they've been investigating Erica specifically for the past years. Let's actually talk about Erica because we haven't talked about her recently and... I know other people have kind of been dragging her. But speaking of Erica, it looks like the investigation and the money collection has moved on from Erica over to the, her vendors, as in the people that received the money paid by Girardi Keys on behalf of Erica's expenses. So as we know, Erica wasn't actually getting any of this money. She wasn't receiving loans. That's how they wrote it in, in Tom's tax books. But she lived off of a credit card. And so she would run up the Amex bill and send the Amex bill to Tom and Tom would pay for it, right? So... Now instead of going after her for the money because they know she doesn't have the money, she spent the money, now it looks like they're going after the vendors. So they're going after the people that she was spending this money on. So like, um, you know, if she bought a car, for example, then they're going after that car company to see if they can get the money back because this was a fraudulent whatever. Um, I I guess that's the angle that they're trying to go. All I know is they're kind of pivoting away from Erica and now starting to go after the the, the vendors. So this tells me that they probably— see that Erica doesn't have much for them to come after. So instead, they're trying to get refunds from the vendors. So again, it kind of looks like to me that they don't have anything on her and are just deciding to move on along. I mean, that's my... inter. I haven't looked into it deeply because it's not about Erica. It's about the vendors that they're now going after. I mean, and that sounds like it makes sense, right? Go after the vendors because they're the ones that actually have the money. Erica was kind of just a middleman. And she didn't ever have the money. She had a, a credit card that her husband was paying for, and he was telling her, I'm paying the bill. She didn't have a reason to ask. And that's the other difference. is like Erica married into money. Tom already had wealth when she married him. Jen Shaw and Coach Shaw did not have wealth when they got married. As they said in, in their briefing, when they talk about how Coach Shaw was from the dirty streets of Los Angeles and Jen Shaw's parents didn't like her or didn't like him because he was a black football player, they, you know, Jen was throwing every card in the book to try and get some mercy from the judge. But so they didn't. Oh, remember, she was working three jobs. She worked at a nonprofit organization because she's such a fucking saint. And she, you know, was babysitting. She was a nanny for a doctor in the evenings. And then on the weekends, she was a supermodel. Remember, she was on all the covers and on the magazines. She was a supermodel on the weekends. And then somehow she was also a stay at home mom at the same time while working three jobs while Coach Shaw was off at law school providing for them. So they struggled a bit back in the day. So they didn't come from money. They built their wealth. And their wealth was built through, I mean, Coach Shaw made good money, but their wealth was built through the combination of Coach Shaw's salary and all of the money that Jen Shaw was bringing in, in cash. Woo, welcome on in, fun girl. Fun girl's a new member of the Zach Pack on the YouTube. Fun girl, are you like a a Heather Gay fun girl? Like, woo, fun girl in college. Um, Jenny says, it's so sad how someone is not going to have any kind of care of what they're doing to the elderly. Literally no care, no remorse. Is Bravo going to fire Jen? She's already been fired. She was fired. Did she pay taxes on all of this? I mean, I'm sure that's going to be the next, the next gavel to drop on her. Jen Shaw paid for Coach's Law School so he can help her make business. Yeah, make her business up. Yeah, so he, so that she, he can help her defraud elderly people welcome to the Zach Pack membership fun girl yay thank you Aaron for welcoming her in money is the root of all evil I don't believe that money is the root of all evil I believe people are the root of all evil and they use money as a vehicle to continue to be evil right I don't think any one thing is the root of all evil I believe people's intentions and their use of their own free will is you know their own it's their own doing right we're human beings we're equal parts good and bad we're equal parts saint and evil it's just who we choose to wake up and and be every day i think luxury which can relate back to money definitely has a connection because there's clearly something that we want and we're aspiring to have something or to have more so i think greed is definitely a root within evil um i think money is just a vehicle that we use Hi, all the way from Belize. Oh, well, hi, Belize. Are you using a filter on Instagram? Yes, there is a bit of a filter on. Um, Not on YouTube. There's no filter on YouTube. Um, Adam Defo won't say anything. I'm pretty sure he won't. Um, But that's not my bet. There are a lot of people that are not reporting on it. There are a lot of bloggers and podcasters and YouTubers that have an opportunity to report on this. If I had access to it, a lot of other people have access to it. So there's no reason anybody can't be reporting on this um oh my god your sense of humor cracks me up thanks dynasty she was hoped uh to pull a Teresa and get back on the show yeah not for how long she's getting locked up housewives will not be around when she gets out of prison the gentleman with the book about how to exit prison a better person was a great interview yeah and he's a great example of how he turned his life around hope erica is okay she never knew um i mean erica will be fine trust me erica will be fine she was a fighter. Erica was a was not a trophy, was a trophy wife, and not a law degree. Yeah, that's also a big difference as well. Jen is sneaky and calculated. I feel like she would use mental health or substance as a way to reduce her time. Oh, she's going to do everything she absolutely can. Yes, I have the Emily D. Baker gavel. Lock her up, fifty years in prison, starting now starting today. Hi, I'm late. I'll have to go back and rewatch. Welcome on in to Babylon. Um but yeah, in regard to money being the root of all evil. Money can be a really great thing and there's a lot of good that can come with money and with having money. Um I just think sometimes people misuse money the same way they misuse a lot of things. Lord, I missed it again. Hi everyone. Hi Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. Any more info about the 2017... Oh, hold on. Any more info about the 2017 robbery in NYC and the OP and why she thought her arrest was related? There was a threatening text she sent in 2017 about a co-conspirator staying at her apartment. Yes, um, that was because the co-conspirator was arrested, and I believe they... Gave information about where they were staying which was her apartment in New York. So they gave her address and so she was upset because if they looked at the address and they looked at who was on the I don't know if it, if she was renting it or she owned it, but if they looked at whose name was on that apartment. Then they were going to trace it back to Jen Shaw. And she's like, this looks bad because now it comes back to me. Now my fingerprints are involved. Now my name's going to be dragged into this. And also remember, she's been avoiding the FTC and she's been doing everything she can because she testified with them back in 2015. So now she's trying to stay off their radar and be like, I do not do that. I left Thrive. I opened up Red Learning. I, you know she was opening up new businesses. So she was like trying to let the FTC know, Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm over here doing a new business. I got a whole new opportunity that I'm running. So yes, she was upset about the 2017 arrest with one of the co-conspirators. And the fact that they mentioned her. Um, The love of money is the root of all evil. You are right, Zach. Money is not the root of all evil. I think desire is the root of all evil. The desire for more. This, all goes against Coach Shaw's religion and what they believe. Is he even religious? Well, we know they're religious because that's what she said in her 55-page brief, that she's a woman of religion. She's a woman of faith. She has faith that she is innocent jen shaw is a real criminal she sure is the mastermind Code shaw giving her advice how not to get caught give her the maximum sentence allowed she is just evil well as we know okay so she was originally arrested for conspiracy to commit wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering she took a plea deal which i believe may have been they may have been threatening to bring Code shaw into this so she ended up taking a plea deal and that brought her maximum sentence up to 14 years and they decided to drop the conspiracy to commit money laundering charge. There were shell companies and she was shuffling the money around. So it did appear that there was some sort of money laundering going on. But they decided we're not going to pursue money laundering. We're only going to pursue conspiracy to commit wire fraud. But they do have her listed at the very top. Remember, they have tier A, tier one, tier two, tier three and tier four. And they have Jen Shaw listed in Tier A, which is above Tiers 1 through 4. And they have her listed as number 1 in Tier A. Stuart Smith is at the bottom of Tier A. Jen shouldn't be given a platform since she pled guilty. Um, I mean, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Listen, but you know she's going to be given that platform regardless. She's already been on that platform twice already. And she continues to lie every time she's given an opportunity on that platform. We had Justin Paperni on. He gave us all the details of what she can say and what she can't say. I think if you're going to, if somebody's gracious enough to give you an opportunity, especially if they have a big enough platform like that, listen, I don't blame the interviewer. I blame the subject, right? I blame Jen Shaw. She was given an opportunity twice, two times to share her truth, to share her side, to show remorse, to acknowledge her victims, to set forth a plan for how she wanted to make her victims whole again. As far as I'm aware, she hasn't paid any restitution. She hasn't made any plan for how she plans to pay her restitution. None of that has been outlined. Her entire 55-page brief was all about herself and all about how, you know, she's the bomb.com. Your interview with Justin was amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want to have him back on. Um, listen, I like to bring on new people. Just like, listen, I love Emily. I love Emily, and I text her and talk to her about this stuff all the time, Um But I like to mix things up and I like to bring other fresh voices and perspectives that aren't given an opportunity on other platforms that I think, you know, I can utilize my platform to put out good new information. Thank you so much, Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. Brittany dropping that super sticker. Zach, no restitution because she's innocent. Yeah. She pled guilty, but she's still innocent, right? I'm innocent. I'm innocent. And she's mad about the elf on the shelf creating the Instagram account about her Shaw exposed. Bitch has been exposed now. I'm going to join the Zach pack, but I don't feel like getting up. (laughs) Um... It's fine. You can join the Zach Pack at any point. If you guys want to join the Zach Pack, we do do members only exclusive live streams. I do behind the scenes vlogs. I spill little tidbits of tea, so you can always join the Zach Pack. You sometimes, if we have interviews, you get a little sneak peek at the interviews. So. Why are they still friends with her? Here's the thing. I love Meredith. Heather Gay, I can't stand. She's insufferable. But I love Meredith. I've had her on this show. She's been very supportive of me and the wine. I'm very confused as to why Meredith is still standing by her, considering Meredith also is a former attorney. She also went to law school. And I'm just like, my love, what is it about Jen Shaw that, like, you're still attached to? Like, we know Jen Shaw is not coming back next season, so it's not like you need her as an ally for season four. Bitch, she's going to be locked up. Locked up, they won't let me out. Locked up, they won't let me out. Are you going to bring the gavel to the bedroom? Why would I bring the gavel to the bedroom? She loves attention, and if she wasn't in a lawsuit, she'd be reveling in the Finsta. Oh, yeah, for sure. The no remorse from her or that of Todd and Julie proves they deserve... Well, here's the difference between Jen Shaw and Todd and Julie. Julie. His hot sexy wife, Julie. He loves so much. He wants to make love to Julie every night, my hot sexy wife. Um The difference is Todd and Julie went to trial. They actually they maintained their innocence because they were trying to prove their innocence during the trial. Jen Shaw did not go to trial. Jen Shaw pled guilty. What's everybody laughing at? although i can't i can't with the chrisley voices why can't you my chrisley voices? you like when i say julie ooh, my hot sexy wife julie oh she's so sexy julie i just want to make out with my hot sexy wife julie great segue explain more um explain more about the chrisleys or about jen Shaw. the chrisleys went to trial oh well i believe the chrisleys are trying to be on appeal he loves his wife, Julie. Yes, he does love his wife, Julie. Tiffany. <laughs> Julie. Um, Todd Chrisley is gay as Fire Island on Labor Day weekend. Like, Heather gay? Um, I like Heather, but I don't like Heather with Jen. I also think Heather is being harsh with Whitney this season. Yeah. I think she's cuckoo magoo. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, Yes. So... Also, if you haven't listened to the episode with Justin Paperni, then you definitely should listen to, to it. It was a great interview, but he talks about that. And he talks about the, how the Chrisleys went to trial. So that's why we didn't hear them say that they were guilty or take any sort of accountability because they were they still maintain that they are innocent and that they are being wrongfully convicted. So they've also been given their sentence by the judge. However, they are able to appeal that sentence by saying that the sentence is too harsh. If they appeal, it'll buy them a little more time throughout the appeal process. Once the appeal is done, whatever they end up with, they're going to have to get locked up for. I believe they're also trying to make sure that they don't have to serve their time just yet, that they want to make sure that they're out on bail as long as the, the appeal is active and pending. So they can appeal. Jen Shah cannot appeal because she pled guilty. And according to her plea agreement, she's agreed to receive up to 14 years. So the only time she can appeal is if they give her more than 14 years. And I believe the, the frame of her plea deal was 11 to 14 years. The government has said they only want to give her 10 year, or that they're suggesting that she only received 10 years, which is still the maximum sentence of all 30 co-conspirators that were involved in this telemarketing business opportunity scheme. So she's still getting the max sentence. 10 years, I think, is smart for the government because they know if they try to go from 11 to 14, that there's a chance that there may be some wiggle room that Jen Shah does try, like would want to appeal. But I believe she can only appeal if they give her more than that 14 that, that she agreed to take in her plea deal. Dod- uh, Todd is bottom of the barrel. I'm sure he'll be bottoming some barrels in in um prison. Ooh, I do have questions regarding the person who stated they lied in their testimony against them. Um was it the daughter? The daughter? Um there was something about that how she claimed that he, she, the sex tape came up and how he was threatening her if she didn't support him, that Todd and his son were going to release the sex tape on his daughter, his older daughter. Um, can you please say Pat the Puss? Snap, snap, Pat the Puss. Oh, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, Pat the Puss. Hey, as an actual power bottom, don't compare Todd Chrisley to me. I don't think Todd is a power bottom. I think he's, you know... I think he likes it. He's a sub-bottom. He likes it a lot. Lindsay is the daughter. Yes. Um, that's right. Chris Lee should go into prison appeal from there. They lasted one appeal. Yes. They're trying to fight having to fight their appeal from prison. They're trying to say that they can be out on bond or bail. Um and that they will fight there and, you know, that they won't have to serve time until they actually, but that'll be determined by the judge. But they don't want to have to serve time until it's actually official and they lost their appeal. Zach, you could be a great lawyer. I mean, people keep saying that to me. I don't know if I would ever go to law school. Maybe. Maybe I'll do a whole Legally Blonde thing at some point. Maybe I'll be like Kim Kardashian and in my 40s. I'll be like, you know what? Time for a career shift. 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 I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair. I don't even know how I would get into law school. Like, do I just apply? Don't I have to take the SATs? I never took the SATs. That just never happened. I graduated high school and I got a diploma and then I went to community college for two years and then became a world-famous, successful podcast host extraordinaire. (sighs) No, the tax consultant testified the Chris Lees... Didn't pay for certain taxes years where in fact they did pay for those years. Oh, interesting. So is the tax the tax consultant Being an entertainment lawyer? It's like I would love to be an entertainment lawyer. That sounds like a blast. Did the Lees have victims like Jen? No, they defrauded the system, so they were defrauding um, banks, similar to like Joe and Teresa Judice. They didn't have victim crimes. I know people want to be like, well, no, they did have victims because when you defraud the system, people have to pay for that. And that means that they're victims and they can't afford to pay more. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, Jen Shah actually preyed on elderly people, people that are 85 years old and sick that she had her team call every day. It's in the text messages. The government has 300 pages of information on it. Okay. So stop with that comparison. It's a very different situation. They're all different. Teresa and Joe is different from the Girardis. The Girardis are different from the Shaw case. The Shaw case is different from the Chrisley case. Like they're all different and unique cases. Crimes are different. Victims are different. Scope is different. Most law schools want to see the LSAT score and transcript from your undergrad. Yeah, see, I don't know if I want to do all that. But I'll be I'll, I'll be a lawyer on YouTube. Hi, I'll be a podcast lawyer. Hi, I mean, it's fun. I love reading the legal documents. I love Googling the legal jargon and lear- learning all this stuff. Would Zach rather be a lawyer or an OnlyFans creator? Um, I think I would rather be a lawyer. I think it would be more exciting to be a lawyer once you're on OnlyFans. Like there's only so much you can do. You know, till eventually it kind of just gets boring and you've done all the holes. And once you've done all the holes and you've done all the tricks and you've swung from the ceiling, like, how do you up the ante? And how? And then sex doesn't become fun anymore because you're, like, having to do it. Be a podcast lawyer on OnlyFans, could you imagine? I would be just like Elwood. Woods, yes. It's a perfect day. Nothing's standing in my way on this perfect Next day. For me, I'm not mad about people defrauding banks and the government, but defrauding poor individuals is appalling. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people are like, it's not like Jen Shaw giving her 10 years is not a great use of our prison system. We should use the prison for not white collar crimes, but like actual offensive crimes. Sure. I think Jen Shaw probably deserves more prison time than the Judices or the Crystleys because, again, she had victims that were vulnerable and she preyed on them and force them into being homeless. So yeah, I don't feel bad for Jen and I say we should lock her up. The Chrisley's defrauded banks. That's shitty, but like, I agree. Pay back the money. I don't think they necessarily need to do a whole ton of time. Same thing with the Judises. They didn't even serve that much time. Teresa served, what, less than two years and Joe served, what, less than four years? So they served their time. They served some time. That would probably be a little more appropriate for Todd, Chrisley, and Julie. I think like four or, five, three, four or five years would be appropriate for them considering they didn't really harm anybody in the process. Um, Jen Shaw harmed people and she turned their lives upside down. All different, but with the same outcomes. I mean, yeah, prison and restitution. Thank you. Welcome on in uh, Dynasty of Housewives. Welcome to the Zach Pack. Let's get it, girl. There are plenty of positions and you can change up the number of people. I'm just yeah, but that's not exciting to me. I would rather battle somebody in core than take five cocks at once. Like I'm good. Um, Linda, do you and Adam plan to do another series of live shows in 2013? I'm not a Guam, but I watch online. They were great, crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. Um, I definitely plan to do some live shows in 2023 for sure. I definitely want to do a big show in Los Angeles in June for my birthday. I want to do a big Dirty 30 show. So you can definitely look forward to me doing more live shows. I would highly doubt that Adam and I will be doing more live shows, but he's expressed that he doesn't want to do more live shows. Um, So, you know, I don't think he, he's openly said like on YouTube and stuff that he just, he doesn't want to do more live shows. Listen, it's a lot. It really is a lot. And it took a toll on us, you know, running our shows and keeping up with our regular content on top of also doing the live shows and planning them all ourselves. It was very heavy on us. Um, Very taxing. I'm a masochist and I would definitely do it again. So stay tuned for some fun events, live events. I don't know if there'll be anything like Spilling Tea Live, but um, it'll definitely be fun. So stay tuned. Bravo Docket plays audio tapes of one of the sales scripts and it's difficult to hear. The victim has dementia and shortly passed. It, horrible, horrible, horrific, breaks my heart. That, like That is a real thing. And to see Jen Shaw getting pissed off in the text messages, being like, I can't believe that damn customer recorded us. Now we're going to get in trouble. Yeah, bitch, you should get in trouble. Isn't the highest sentence of her co-conspirators at 87 months right now? If so, if she gets more than that, the feds think she really was the top of the tier A. No, they know she was the top of tier A. They know she was at the very, very top, the very, very tippity top of all of it. So yes, she is plan. They are planning to give her a lot more. Content creator lawyer, fun. What like it's hard. Will the June show be streamed? Um, TBD. I don't know if it'll be streamed. It's all very preliminary. Um. Yeah, it's all very preliminary. So I'm not sure her lifestyle shows that she was at the top. Yeah. So I don't have a ton of details other than we have a date, we have a location. We will see. Who is the biggest celeb you've interviewed, in your opinion? Um, I feel like I've interviewed quite a lot. I mean, a lot of big Bravo stars, a lot of big Bravo lebs, a lot of actors, some big pop stars back a few years ago when I was, like, doing more than just reality content. um, Yeah, there have been quite a bit. Um, Also, you could take the baby bar. I would love to take the baby bar. Um, Isn't that what Kim Kardashian did? And she passed it. I heard that recording. Just heartbreaking. She deserves the max. Yeah. I mean, I would say if anybody else, of anyone else that's covering it, obviously Emily D. Baker does, does a really great job. But in terms of a deep dive specifically into the Jen Shaw stuff, the Bravo Docket is definitely one of the best podcasts and content pages to follow For more details, they cover a lot of the pieces that I don't seem to be covering. And I feel like there's a bit of a balance, right? Like if you listen to me and you listen to them and you also catch Emily D. Baker. um, I just know Emily covers like a much wider range of legal stuff and legal scandals. But if you're solely interested in the Shaw stuff, I know the Bravo Docket is doing an incredible job. So definitely follow them and support them for more additional pieces to this puzzle. Um, But yeah, I mean, I would say... The Bravo Docket and Emily are probably two of the best other people reporting on this case. Zach, do you think, oh, Zach, do you think, uh, what do you think about the ladies questioning Lisa's businesses? I think it's deflection. I think it's absolute deflection. And I'm surprised that we're questioning Heather Gay's eye and we're questioning Lisa's SEC filing rather than focusing on Jen Shaw, who has a prison sentencing coming up. What does your shirt say? My shirt says hashtag adulting. Okay, something's fishy about coach. Why is he still getting away scot-free? I think Jen, here's the thing. At the end of the day, they want the head of the pyramid, right? They want Bin Laden. They want the top tier. Jen Shaw was the top tier. She was the very top of the, of the, the iceberg. They were all at the bottom of the iceberg. So once they got Jen, they were like, okay, we don't really need anything else. Um, didn't play herself down. Zach, you're very gracious. I, am I? Thank you. Um, I think that Heather is sunride or die, is so right or die. Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of gross. I was wondering if Coach Shaw is not being charged because he legally doesn't have to testify against her. Since they were married. I mean, listen, there are many reasons as to why Coach Shaw is not being dragged into this. That could be part of it. Any communication that he received about her business, he could say that he was acting as her attorney. So there's attorney client privilege to where he wouldn't have to turn over any of that information. I'm sure depending on, you know, the the state laws, there could be some sort of spousal protection. Um, and again, they were going after Jen Shah. Once you get the head of the pyramid, you don't really need anybody else. All the other pieces are leading up to that one final queen. They got the queen. Thank you. Uh, thank baby gorgeous. You didn't have any. think baby gorgeous. Didn't have any seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars earrings. The Salt Lake City girls would still be dragging her, right? Please, can't wait till June. Me either. Okay. Um. Also. While we're on, well, actually not, we're doing a hard pivot. Um, (laughs) There's some rumors going around that Brandy Glanville and Paris Hilton are joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I can confidently say Paris Hilton is not joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That makes absolutely zero sense. I will say it loud and proud. Paris Hilton is not joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, There's this Twitter account. Ruth Lard, stupid and toothless, really, um, that likes to tweet out these things. That likes to tweet out breaking news. It, it's becoming more popular, right? The more blogs and outlets start to cover these people as insiders, the more they do these things so that they get attention and that we talk about them. It's the Patrick Summers effect at this point. So this is Patrick Summers 2.0 reincarnated. And so this person said Paris Hilton is joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It was breaking news. That's her big announcement on December 30th. It's not true. Paris Hilton would never join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kathy Hilton didn't even join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She was a friend of. Paris is not going to join Real Housewives. She's just not. I don't believe any of the women are even, on appeal for legal reasons. Um I don't believe any of the other women have even got or are even in real negotiations. I believe the contracts will start going out after the new year. So Enjoy your weekend, guys. It's not real. Paris Hilton's not joining it. Brandy Glanville, she posted something on Twitter where she had a diamond in her hand, and so people are like, "Oh, is that her teasing that she's going to come back to Real Housewives Beverly Hills?" I believe Brandy actually has a really strong chance of coming back. I know I interviewed her recently. The interview will come out in January, but I interviewed her recently about um, her upcoming show, The Traitors on Peacock, which I'll be recapping for the Ringer Reality TV Podcast in January. And I asked her about Housewives, and she was very coy about it. So I'm pretty sure she is anticipating that she will be getting a contract. There's such a good high demand for her right now, and people want her. And I feel like she does have genuine connections to the cast. So I'm pretty sure Brandy will be returning. But as of right now, no one has gotten a contract. Nobody has signed on for season 13. Contracts, I assume, will start going out the first or second week of January because filming is supposed to begin in late January. So contract negotiations are likely going to begin after the new year. So when everybody comes back after the new year, that's when they're going to be like, okay, let's focus on Beverly Hills. Maybe she's coming back as a friend of. Well, Brandy said she won't come back as a friend of. She said that she's already done it. She's already turned them down recently as a friend of. She says that she wants a diamond or she's not doing it because when you're a friend of, they don't really pay you. And so she's like, it's not worth it. She's like, it's not it's not worth it to be a friend of and to, like she was a friend of for the Denise thing and didn't even make any real money off of that and then wasn't even allowed to do the reunion. PLS, I miss Mary's chaos. I mean, Mary was quite entertaining. Maybe Mary will come back to Salt Lake City now that Jen is gone. I don't know. I don't think she will. I think Mary's done. I would love to see Brandy come back. I mean, yeah, I would love Brandy back as well. Okay, that's all I got for you guys today. So I hope you have a wonderful, happy new year. Happy new year. Why the Sutton Hey, I don't hate Sutton. Let me clarify that. Pressure on Sutton, f- or what? Or what? Um, or what? Or what? <laughs> um, pressure on uh, Sutton. okay. Let me clarify that. I don't dislike Sutton. I feel like that's like such a mischaracterization. I have always my position on Sutton has always been that I feel that she's overhyped. I feel like the people that are fans of Sutton are fans of Sutton because they hate Lisa Rinna or they hate Erica Jane. That the Sutton love is not so much because they actually like her. I find her her quirks enjoyable. I find her kind of fun. I find her you know good times. But, you know, I just feel like I think she's a little overhyped. She's enjoyable, but she's hardly like a a legacy housewife. You know what I mean? Maybe she will become that. She's definitely given us quite a bit. She's given us more than Garcelle has. But I just think Sutton and Garcelle are overhyped. And I think their friendship is overhyped and people like them and like their friendship. Mainly out of their hatred for Erica and Lisa, rather than they genuinely like them because they are great additions to the show. They haven't given us that strong of storylines. They haven't been, you know, super vulnerable with us. Sutton's given us moments more than Garcelle has. I like them both. I want to be clear. I do like them both. I just think they're overhyped. Please hit the, yes, guys, hit the like button on your way out. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can always leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I do appreciate them. I do love them. They help the show grow. They help us in the rankings. We consistently stay in the rankings. I just want to say that in multiple countries, we stay in the Apple top charts week after week, not like other people who launch a new podcast and then suddenly fall right out of the top 200. Um Yeah, some of us have been in the game for a minute and we stay consistent. So thank you guys for the love and the support. Please continue to keep showing me love and support and I'll keep showing up week after week, giving you all the tea, all the scoop, all the deep dives, all of it. Hey, hey from Australia. Hey, Gates girl. What's going on? Happy New Year, guys. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate. I hope you celebrated with family or with good times with fun with a vibrator with some no filter wine whatever it was i hope it was a good one i hope you enjoyed yourself and i hope you have a wonderful happy new year hopefully you're drinking some no filter fizzy white wine to ring in the new year 13 alcohol by volume but less than a gram of sugar so all right guys love you appreciate you talk to you next year Bye.